This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. You may easily perceive, W.D., that I have suffered great and unparalleled misfortunes. Who the hell is W.D.? There is something called a book of lore. We're trying to search for it and find some kind of a map. Robin's son was taken by these spotted hand people. Where we're going, there is no magic. Charlie! What are you doing, Izira? What are you still looking like that? The tips of your fingers are starting to turn magenta. I think I have a piece of the map, and we need to go get it in the holding. That works out pretty well, because we got to go find the Pharaoh. That's how we're going to take this place down. So as you solve the final riddle, right, you put fire into one bowl and then you cover the other one in shadow, the bowls retract and go into the wall and almost noiselessly, the locked door in front of you slides open. Well, that was pretty hard. I mean, (laughs) I guess I'm not that good at these riddles. (laughs) I wonder what's in here. Now, just take a little peek. I'll do a little perception check. Go for it. All right. Clickety clackety click. That's a twenty-one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you you peek in and you can tell there are no further. There's no trip wires. There are no further plates ahead of you. It seems like the coast is clear. Um, and further into the room, you see along both walls cubby holes and inside those cubby holes you see all kinds of things that some of them glitter others uh, have you know bits and pieces hanging down from it some can barely fit in there but you can tell it looks like a collection of personal items that were taken off of the prisoners before they were placed into their cells I'm thinking of like a like a kindergarten classroom where there's like the cubbies and, and like yes. a wall of cubbies and like backpacks and stuff. Is it like that? Like the but just a hallway full of that? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a it's a room. It's a single room. Um, okay, so, and okay. so Not yeah, on on okay. two sides of the room, and then on the far side you see another door. And you, I'm sorry, you said the whole wall like the wall is lined just with cubbies. Is that we said. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, and I didn't see anyone. I didn't see any danger. With my perception check? No. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm about to go steal some stuff. Okay. So you're just going like willy nilly in here. You're like, I'm just gonna go for. I'm a just grab looking bag. through. I'm just looking through each cubby as I go. Maybe I'm not stealing, but I'm looking through. I definitely am very curious about all of the little, you know, tchotchkes that are laying around. Yeah. Can are, are they like labeled? Are their names kind of to the belongings? So you, I, I you could look, see I could... you see numbers. You don't see names. So mm. you know that I highly doubt that they would. Uh, you know, they're like welcome. Piece of masking tape. Welcome to Chateau Diff, <laughs> aka Monte Cristo. Please, this is your cubby, dear Jason. No, well, it's, it's like a filing so, system. Yeah. So that way, if they need to find something from That's someone, right. but all there right, are fair numbers. Point. There's numbers. I, so. <laughs> I mean, Look, just the word cubby cube. alone is really getting me. So I'm looking for Abby Ferrius stuff. He's dead. He doesn't need it anymore. It's all, oh it's all mine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was like that was Edmund's homie. I'm not gonna do that to him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so definitely, Awen, you're you're already going in, and you're ready. Your your fingers are itching. Okay. How about how about you, Penny? What are you doing? Penny is acutely aware of both of Dantes and now Crusoe a little bit too. Just too many men on this trip. So um, <laughs> she's 19. What do you expect? 
back. Just because she's a rogue doesn't mean she doesn't have feelings. Anyway. Hey, no, um, no kinks in this. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. She just... She's acutely aware of Dante's and Crusoe and Bertram's like always confused eye on her. Throughout the <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Bertram's and Bertram. The story was about to take a turn. Okay, yeah. Fair That's point. What the, you know they're all shipping. They're all shipping Penny and Bertram and you know it, listeners. Um, she kind of just pushes through very confidently while also very insecurely. It's kind of like, so we're looking for a pyramid, right? The Pharaoh, it's like a pyramid. Where where, yes. where would that be? It, how big is it? I thought, what? I thought it was the size of a room. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's not there from what you described. I didn't see it. I think they're in two separate locations. We need to get Crusoe's things here first. And then if we have time, we can try and find the Pharaoh. Oh, Crusoe's things. Right. Yes, that's what yes. I'm doing for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. My things. <laughs> that we, we, we got we to gotta find my things because that's kind of central to what we're doing so if you guys could just keep an eye out for a green hood kind of like what you guys are wearing you should yeah just keep an eye out for that and uh then yeah of course we'll we'll destroy the pharaoh we have to do that first too so and also this is when valentine will pipe up and she she'll ask you you guys keep mentioning this pharaoh but what does it look like? What is it? I, I don't know. If I'm going to help you, what am I looking for? Uh, kind of misremembering. Did I, like, have an attraction to her? I'm, you tell I'm, me. <laughs> is, this, is this the episode where we just discuss each other's just thirst traps? Because I guess so. We can, we can totally make this the thirst trap episode. You know, here's the thing, you guys. There are no physical traps in this room, but there are thirst traps. Oh. <laughs> can that be like the cold open of this episode <laughs> yes please yeah i guess like i speak up and say well it's a contraption that was made by frankenstein to dampen magical abilities and somehow has been amplified to not just cover the small area but really kind of encompass all of monte cristo I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking around at the, at the cubby holes, uh, Crusoe. What what am I looking for here? What 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 is your? Are we looking for a green cloak? What are we looking for? A green a, a green hood. If just look here. I'll I'll take this right wall on the bottom. Bertram, can you take the right wall on the top, and you guys can split over there. But the faster we can go, the less likely they'll catch us. And so yeah, can each I, of can you I... can do. Yeah, why don't yeah. you each uh, do an investigation roll? Great. Uh, 17. That's a natural one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Critmas. 22. Dang. Yeah. So you're going to find a few things. So Bertram, when you are perusing those top shelves, you see a few things that catch your eye. And what you do with them, completely up to you. Okay. Um, but you see a silver uh, vase, okay, in one of them. Then right next to that, you see a carved small bone statue. Next to that, you see a copper lamp with silver filigree, silver lining through it in an intricate spiral pattern. Some random stuff here, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also see an embroidered silk handkerchief. Oh. In fashion. In fashion. And you also lastly see an elixir of health. It's just um, it has like a little label on it. <laughs> so that's what it's there. Drink me like elixir of health. <laughs> yeah, an elixir can I do, of health. Can I do, uh, what, is, what is detect magic? Is that like an arcana check or something like that? To see you know, that's a spell. A- it's an actual oh, spell. it is. Okay, can I do it? Can I roll Arcana then to see, or I don't know, what would you advise? History or are if you I, wanting if I to do on these items that you have found? Yeah, to see if anything is worth that could help us on our journey. Like if it's just a lamp, I'm not going to take a lamp. But if I can tell that there's something special that could help if us, there's a genie inside. Oh. We'll take it. Yeah, you can go ahead and do. I would do an Arcana check in that case. I don't know. There's too many people. Just, just there's too many people on this trip anyway. Do we need a th- another? Oh, yeah. 
18. Maybe they dance. <laughs> 18? Yeah. So looking at each of these items, looking at the silver vase first, you can tell this doesn't have any particular qualities to it, but it is worth some nice gold. So it has some good value to it. Same thing with the carved bone statuette. And it's, it's an interesting shape of a statue. It's no more than five inches high. So it's small, almost like a chess piece. Um, and the chess piece is in the figure of a man. Uh, the copper lamp with silver filigree, that's the thing that you decided to do, you know, to kind of examine even more closely, specifically for magical properties. And you can feel a sort of magic pulsing in it, almost like a heartbeat, where it's, it's at a regular interval. Um, but other than that, it's not really, it's not calling to you. It's not trying to tempt you to do anything. Um, there are no buttons that you can immediately see on here, but you do see that there is almost like a living quality to this lamp. And then with the silk handkerchief, you see two familiar letters embroidered into it. W, D. And WD is what was in Frankenstein's book, right? We've seen that. We've seen those kind of pop up, those initials pop up every now and yes. then. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But we have no idea who that is. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. And with the okay. elixir of health, it's in, you know, a, a glass bottle that fits perfectly into your palm. And the aquamarine liquid in it swirls with a silvery glint to it and just in a very slow soothing motion that looking at it you can even feel yourself calming and so you know it, it's just a sense of well-being runs down hmm. your metal body <laughs> as you look at it yeah i feel i i i, I noticed the i clock the wd in and in, in, i guess i'll raise that later and also this the feeling this kind of like living entity or something with the lamp and correct my mind my mind went to lamp like a lampshade with light is this like a magic lamp kind of looking thing yes yeah, so this is an oil oh, okay. lamp um so it, an old time oil lamp uh, that you would see where you hold one end of it and then you fill it with oil and then you gotcha. light uh where gotcha. you would pour out to mm -hmm. so I feel like there is there is a desire to maybe see what this thing does, but I feel like we already have a lot going on right now. So I'm definitely gonna, yeah, I'll come back to that. If uh, we get in a jam, maybe I'll rub that lamp and see if some, some shit goes down, but I don't think we need more NPCs here right now. We're in a room full of uh, six people already. <laughs> yeah, Your DM exactly. is like, please, for the love of God, no. Okay. Don't rub that lamp. Okay, cool. The okay, I'll take I'll take the copper lamp. The <laughs> eh, screw it. I'll take all of it. <laughs> there you go. There's no point. There There's no go. point. I think it's gonna take more time deciding what I do and don't want. I'll uh, I'll just take all of it and I'll and I'll uh, sort it out later. <laughs> Does yeah, Bertram have like a storage container, like a trunk built into him? <laughs> Ooh, like it opens up butt. Just. Does his offensive. butt open up? Yeah, like a frump. A frump. Like your, like a trunk. trunk no, I think no. Uh, I I think he he has like hard wiring inside him. Like if you opened him up, it would just be like wires. There wouldn't be like an empty compartment like Bender from Futurama. It's, uh, <laughs> it's more like wires and stuff like that. I would imagine. Do they build in pockets for him? No, he. I carry a backpack. I have a I have a satchel and things like that. So I carry stuff in. Nice. Okay, so you go through all those. I but... don't have a removable butt, madam. <laughs> I like go up and knock on it, like ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh. and, and then, then I go to A1 and be like, in the next version, removable <laughs> butt will hide so you. much stuff up his butt. <laughs> you won't even know. <laughs> oh my God, oh, this is this okay. So I take, so I, much I, butt I take, stuff. I, I take all that stuff. <laughs> 
Okay. Do I do I that. see a do I see a name or anything attached to it? <laughs> I don't know why I would. But no, by you, don't, you don't see a name. It's attached inscribed to it. property. Of- okay. Oh, oh. What about the number? If that, okay, maybe it's the prisoner number. I'm gonna take the uh, I want to take the masking tape or whatever is like whatever is marking this. And so maybe if I come across them and if I feel guilty, I can return it to them. But if not, if finders guilty. keepers. You make me want to yes and this so much and just say yes. They have masking tape for each cubby and yeah, just yes, in yes. sharpie in in yes. child's writing. No. Yes. <laughs> Backwards letters. I'll say there, there's a there's a metal plate on it. And they gotta have some to, filing to filing system. Okay. Okay. You'd be surprised. So, Awen, you rolled a one. Yep, that's right. Okay. Crit miss. <laughs> no, it's not necessarily a crit miss okay. here. Um, you see in front of you, it's kind of just almost all of a sudden like this. All your awareness just goes into the cubby right in front of you, and so you're like, oh man, like I know I'm supposed to be looking for this, but this looks really cool. And so you reach a hand in and you pull out a sword. Yeah, I do. And this yep. is, looking at it, this is a flame tongue sword. Yes, it is. Oh, How is this a yes. one? Dang, what is what I is had a Penny chart. I, I, no, I, I, had a chart. I know, I had a chart. That's why. Oh, I, okay. I hold up. I hold up the sword and I just look at it in the light. And do I see like like flames licking the edge of the sword just built not not like real flames but like you know like made into the sword well yeah so if you turn it into you know from to and fro and as the light hits it you see that the bronzing on the side is embossed in such a way that it does look like a trick of the eye where swords are licking up the sides going to the very point i'm i'm so excited about this i say bertram Look at this. Look at this, man. And I like, flick it all around. Don't like, try and I- shove that up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will not store it for it's you, thin. It's thin. It's thin. I will don't not worry store it for you. Don't, let, don't, even, don't even worry about it. That is cool looking, though. I'm pumped. What do I... Can I... Penny just rolls her eyes. Does it feel light? Does it feel heavy? I guess, like, am I... What do I know? What do I, what do I know about this thing? Well, have you handled swords before? Has has Awen handled swords before? I am. There's a joke. In yeah. yeah. Are you I'm proficient? Prof- are you? <laughs> yep. I'm proficient in sword, sword and long sword. Oh, nice. Oh, Great. Okay. Yeah. So Thank this, you. this is. <laughs> That's all. I didn't even make the joke. I just hinted at it. <laughs> this is so. This there's nothing special in the weight of it, but you can see this. This is the most finely tuned finely balanced sword you have ever held and it is a short sword um so yes it just swings easily and you're able to do maybe just a 360 arc with it you know flipping it with your fingers you can see just it's perfectly balanced amazing i'm Mm -hmm. pumped i put it i put it over my back is there a sheath yes there is a sheath and so as you put it on your back it feels warm against your back Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's my cold elven skin. <laughs> mm. But nothing else. Just that. You're just, you're so excited about this sword. You know, you're just like a little boy playing with the sword. Boom. And moving on to Penny. Um, you see in front of you a couple things that catch your eye. The very first thing is you see this, this really simple looking headband of just woven leather. And then in the cubby next to that, you see a green hood. <gasps> she immediately inhales, takes the headband. I mean, if I inspect the headband, do I find anything? Is anything? What do you do with the headband? Do you just inspect? You look around? You look at it? What do you do with it? I think I look at it. I'm trying to decide if I'm this dumb. I'm I'm trying to decide if this is what I just want to do, if this is what the character wants to do. <laughs> Become the character. Your wants Become. or her wants. You're, street, you're streetwise, I would assume. But Yeah. P- Penny grabs a headband and goes, Hey, Bertram, do you want to put this on? Can you, do you want to just put this on and see what happens? No. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't then, trust so you. <laughs> uh, then she inspects it. Okay. Uses perception. You, so with this inspection, I'm going to have you do an Arcana check with this. Great. Great. Uh, 11. 
Okay, so you don't really notice anything too special about it. You do notice, though, that the, the curvature of it seems to be flexible, and when you handle it, it almost like seems as if it's like trying to adjust and figure out like whose head it is because it's trying to fit it perfectly. So it's just one of those, it's almost like the headband you wish you could have where it doesn't give you the, that temple headache um, after uh-huh. a while. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel you. All right. Penny goes, hmm, okay. Puts it in her bag for, you know, saves it for another day. Great. Um, and then she's, uh, Crusoe, I, yeah. I found something. Holds out the hood. Penny, you're the best. And he runs over and he, uh, he grabs it. Okay. <laughs> it's nothing. I'm just really good at finding things. Um, here you go. Where is, I didn't check because I'm polite. Is, is the map in there? And so, you know, turning it over so that you're on the inside lining of it. He runs his fingers slowly along the inside slit until he finds just the right kind of like loosened thread and fiddling in, you see him take out just this rolled parchment that looks like just you would take an eight and a half uh, by 11 you know, piece of paper and fold it in half and then roll that. So it, it's just large enough to fit inside the shape of a hood. And he just breathes a sigh of relief. It's here. Okay. They they still had no ideas. Okay. We can move forward. Well, so, what? Yeah, can you just I, see like his, yeah, his we, shoulders kind of slump. Can we, I? Yeah. Can I? I was... No, no, no. I'm with you. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Couldn't tell if that was Adam or Bertram. It was like right in between. Um, <laughs> um, You know, is there a way... Would you mind... Like, can we can we see it? Like, what what's on it? Or is that it? Dantes uh, brushes past. He's like, we'll look at it when we get back. We don't have time for this. And I want each of you, can you do a perception check for me? 18. Penny rolls her eyes at Dantes um, and then also gets a 19. Oh, 17 for me. Dang. Okay, so... All three of you, you hear, not in any alarming proximity, but you do hear as if it's coming from down the hall and at the, just like far enough away where maybe it's at the entrance of where the hallway led into the cells, but you hear heavy gargling and rasping sounds. Um, much like you had heard both de- death kisses make when they would move. Uh-oh, we gotta get out of here, folks. It's bad news bears. Let's go. Yeah, we're gonna make like a leaf. Are we leaving or are we going to the pharaoh? Pharaoh, now. Yep. Penny starts heading to the other end of the room. Yeah, I follow. Okay. Yeah, I follow. I follow. So you make towards the next room. And so off of it, 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 this room seems to have been added at a later date. The make of it is not as worn away in the door. And this too is locked. And so to the left of the door, you see once again, a riddle inscribed on the wall. And then a bowl sitting right below that. No other inscriptions, just a simple riddle scratched into the wall. And the riddle reads, It has a golden head. It has a golden tail. But it hasn't got a body. A coin. And do we, does anyone have a gold coin? Oh, that's great. I do. I pull out great, a coin. Put it in the bowl. Yeah, we got to go. I pull out a coin. I flick, it, I flick it into the bowl. It's so a riddle. We're being chased. Put it in. You flick it into the bowl. I flick it. Yeah, I flick, I flick a gold coin into the bowl. It lands into the bowl. And as soon as it hits it, the bowl retracts into the wall and the door slides open. Well, that better have been worth it. Bertram uh, doesn't want to look so surprised of how quick she was, so he just kind of like, like uh, that was that was this easy one, right? We all we all knew that. We all knew that one, right? So <laughs> Crusoe's in the so back. Bertram I, did not I, get I, that that fast. <laughs> Crusoe's in the back, still scratching his head. I I didn't get that. That yeah, I I was lost. So at least one of Penny, us can think. Penny smiles smugly without looking back, without looking back, and just moves forward to the next room. Also anxious because there's a damn thing coming. Okay. I foot it out of there. As you step into this room, it's slightly smaller. 
and it is enclosed. So there is the only exit of this room is the same door that you just entered into. In the center of the room, you see a just floor to ceiling glass case. And in that, standing 10 feet tall, so almost reaching the ceiling, a large pyramid structure with glyphs scratched into it, wiring coming out, slight crackles of energy, looking like just little bits and pieces of electricity coming from the top. This is the pharaoh. And in front of that, you see two suits of armor, each of them holding an axe crossed over its chest. Oh, no. Can I make a perception check? <laughs> sure, you can do a perception check. Okay. Let's see. Uh, that is a 15. Okay. They're not moving. Uh, you don't sense not anything yet. magical coming from it. Uh, you know, you highly doubt anything magical would come from it because it's in the presence of the very thing that kills magic. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's they are oh. situated just on either side of the glass. <laughs> very case. moment we turn that thing off. They yep. get us. Mm-hmm. Can we Awen, put him in a block of ice? Awen, Awen, chop him up now. Awen, do you... In your book for, of by Frankenstein, did you see anything about those those suits of armor? Did I don't? Oh, you don't know, remember them? Well, you know, um, and I roll a I roll a history check, and it was a seven. Do I remember seeing anything about these things? <laughs> you don't. Oh, yeah. But okay. a quick intake of breath, you know, you you hear just this quick gasp behind you, and turning around, you see Valentine. I don't need you to tell us what was in that book. I recognize these. But before she can finish her sentence, Crucio just rushes past her. Well, what are we waiting for? Oh, no. And he goes to smash the glass. But before he can do that, the arms of them come down. (sighs) And the two armor suits, although they are not magical, you hear a whirring behind them. And the machinery and mechanics come to life. And these two armor suits are coming at you. Roll for initiative. Here we go, baby! Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears! Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher. I'm so happy you're here and so happy you're listening, so thank you for joining us for this adventure. I really hope you're enjoying yourself. I am here to invite you to a couple things. First, I invite you to reach out to us. You can email us, omamamshow at gmail.com. You can also contact us on Twitter. Our handle is at omamamshow. You can drop us a line just to say hey or leave us a... interesting picture with no explanation go for that but you can also give us suggestions for future stories stories by BIPOC writers stories by women stories by people that we've never heard of as long as it is in public domain it is open for us to use and we would enjoy hearing what you would love to hear into our own mainframe of this story you can also leave us comments of how you think we're doing with the show things you like things that we can improve upon we want to hear it from you And secondly, I would like to invite you to leave us a review and a rating. By doing that, just a quick rating or even a few seconds to leave a review, it gives more people the chance to hear about us and therefore know that not only we exist, but to join you in listening to these adventures so that the story continues to reach a wider array of audience members. So if you get a few seconds of your time, we would so appreciate that from you. Anyways, let's get back to the show, shall we? Wait, so did we successfully break the thing, or did they, before Crusoe could hit it, the guard, like, okay, sweet. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So no magic still.
I keep considering using my bone whistle and seeing if I just get a bunch of wet dogs. <laughs> they swam all the way to you. It's like in four rounds. We have to go through like four times for them to get here, but they got here. They're just like exhausted. All they do is just lay on the floor in the corner. You only got, you only have so many, you only have so many uses. But it has that wet dog smell, you know? (laughs) There you go. And we know smells are actually your friend. So just as Crusoe is taking, you know, an axe that he picked up to swing down onto this glass case, it's immediate. You hear that whirring and that clicking. And these two suits come to life, and so not from magic, but from machinery, and they quickly block. And so now you are in initiative, and the fight shall begin. So Awen, with your roll, you are first up. As, yeah, I guess as I see these two bots, for lack of a better term, uh, fighting up against Crusoe, I I pull out my quarterstaff, and I, I... Kind of, I do that thing. What is that called when you like spin it around a little bit and it looks flashy? Mm, um, yes, yeah. I, I flash it. I like throw it up, and then I just catch it like a baseball bat, and I just smack the head of one of these knights. And I am going to be rolling. That's a nineteen to hit. That hits. So with a nineteen, you definitely. So you swing and you hit. So go ahead and roll damage. Awesome. That's four damage. Which uh, suit did you do, on left or right? Suit number one, um, the one on the left. Okay. Bertram, you just saw your buddy Awen fancily swing away at the head of one of them, and it just bashes and dents it. What do you do? Yeah, I'm going to jump to, and like, do a fighting stance. I'm going to put my, my left arm through the two handles that stick out of like my chest that are kind of fashioned to kind of make what looks like a built-in suit or whatever uh like a tuxedo suit or whatever and uh, he pulls out his chest armor plate and detaches that and kind of flips it around so that way he can because he needs his ac boost baby so he's going to pull that out <laughs> and have that in his left arm and then he's going to follow a1's lead and go after suit number one also with a quarter staff Except I rolled a five. Are you are you close to me? Like yes. We're, are we flanking this guy? I would say you are. Yeah. All so right. I think you have advantage. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So oh, when you're on either yes. side of him and flanking him, you get yeah you get advantage on that hit. Yes. Thank you, Aaron, advantage. because that was an eighteen. Oh, that hits. Yep. Four as well. Okay, so where where do you bash him? I'll also go for the head. Why not? I'm just imagining this suit now has just two matching dents on either side yes. <laughs> armor. <laughs> so now it's just looking utterly ridiculous. So Crusoe's going to go next, and since he's you know kind of right in between them, he's going to take that same uh, axe and he's going to swing at the second one. So the the suit of armor on the right hand side. And that is a 15, and it does not hit. Ooh, mm-hmm. damn. So, yeah, it just merely glances off the, the shoulder of one of them, but not doing any damage. Uh, Penny, you're up. All right. Penny's going to get creative with this one. She has had, for a very long time, a ceramic pot sealed with wax. <laughs> We've never found out what's in it. Love it. Never used it. Love it. I should have thrown it at that whale because I was that desperate. But Penny is going to pull it out and be like, and she just looks at it. She says, let's find out what's in this. And then she chucks it at him. I love it. Chucks so it at good. which one? Um, so wait, the one on the left has the dents. The one on the right had the glanced blow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She chucks it at the one on the right. Okay, I need you to, let's see if it lands first. So why don't you do a dexterity roll? So you're going to roll dexterity. And I don't think this has any (laughs) proficiency added onto it. So you're just doing straight up rolling a d20 and adding your dexterity modifier. Uh, 15. That misses. Mm. So it kind of shatters, like it, it... 
it shatters into the glass. And I will say it when it hits the glass, the glass does shatter. Ooh, the glass of the pyramid. Yeah, the glass surrounding. The yeah, the glass case surrounding the pyramid shatters. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Penny goes, "What I wanted to happen," and then kind of is looking to see what was in the ceramic vase because I've, we've all wanted to know what was in that pot. What was in the pot, Kate? You see, <laughs> you see. It's what this the people have wanted to know. There has been fan theories they about this for months. <laughs> the subreddit is blowing up. <laughs> Out pops a dozen tiny men. No, uh, you- <laughs> actually, I'm gonna go Thank with that. God this is honestly. Thank God I didn't throw that in the water. This is honestly something where I gave it to you, and I'm like, I'll figure it out later, and then <laughs> promptly forgot. So, with that said. It shatters against the, the it just is like a cannonball that goes against the, the glass case and the glass case shatters on impact. And rolling off the floor, you see the, pop, uh, the top finally pop off and six tiny men just rush out and you can't hear exactly, but they just hear the... And they run, yeah, they run past your legs. No, Penny says, gentlemen, gentlemen, to me, to me, <laughs> behind me. Get in formation. Get in formation. Where's Pip? Do they do what she oh, says? Oh, my Pip. God. You need Is to that Pip? Corral them. Pip. <laughs> and then, yeah, she sends Pip to corral them. Oh, God. What are you rolling? Okay. This was her big, like, this was the second to boss level, boss level. And we have tiny oh, no. men and a mouse. <laughs> I mean, I, I did that to myself, too. You know what? <laughs> Roll animal handling for me, oh. Kimmy. Please, Ooh. please roll well. Ooh, this is getting spicy. <laughs> the things you try and do. Uh, seven. Oh, General Pip. <laughs> Pip's not into it. Pip sees them, and just a rage of jealousy comes through him. <laughs> no. He runs down your arm, no. leaps oh. into the air, taking action for the first time in forever, and just like, Bites no. the head off of one of them. No, oh, just one. All right. So there's six. Yeah. There's five more, right? And he looks at you. You want to try that again? <laughs> All right, Pip. You're out of commission, gentlemen. That's what happens if you say no to me. Get in line behind me. I will make use of you. Do they do it? Roll a persuasion check for me. I have to have you roll for this. This is I this is it. insane. And I want to roll with it. Oh, I God, love this insanity. Well, why is nothing rolling? I got eight. Why is nothing? Why am I roll so bad? I would say, uh, so of the remaining ones, all but one shakes their head like, you're crazy, lady. They run away. And one kind of just stands back and crosses his arms and shrugs his shoulders like, all right, show me what you got. My main man, thanks for sticking around. I'm going to make it worth your while. Sorry your friend's dead. Head Yo, bit off. Please, please have him ride, Pip. Please. <laughs> I'll make it worth your while, man. He, like, yeah, he and he, Pip are about the same size. Like, he, yes, he could ride Pip here. Yeah. So he stopped, and you got Pip there. So what are you, I, I'm going to say for a simple action to start off your next round, you need to think what you're going to do with this, but I'm moving on from you. All right. So Edmund is that next. That was an and insane he, turn. I know. Edmund is going was, to yeah. <laughs> Edmund is gonna level his crossbow at the suit on the left. And that is going to miss. It's gonna swing wide off of that. So finally, suit on the left is going to And have breaks a the glass. To, or is all the glass broken? Glass is glass is all broken. Yeah, okay. it's shattered. Yeah. You're welcome. <sighs> so now we have this suit on the left, the the bashed in head suit. We'll say for that one. And it is going to do a first. A, it has like a gauntleted hand and it's going to try and punch you, Awen. So that's 11 versus AC. No way. Okay. That's a day. And Mr. it's going to do its second attack. <gasps> oh, um, no. And it's going to then try and bring down. So it's going to make a fist with a like a double fist with both hands. Ooh. It's going to try and swing. Down on top of you, Bertram. How tall is this thing? I'm almost seven feet tall. Oh, fine. I'm down on top of your chest. He's okay. going to do a try a chest blow. That is 14 versus AC. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm 15 AC, so just barely Oh, hey. Okay, so, yeah, you, you block it with your shield. Yeah. Say that. Boom. Okay. 
Valentine is up next. And she's going to grab a short sword from one of the cubbies. And she's going to take a swing at the one on the right-hand side. And she also misses. Man, my NPCs are just not having fun today. Why are we saving them again? <laughs> Let's just hey, take the map weak. and veil. She is malnourished and weak. Uh, so I'll give her that. So the, the one on the right is going to uh, do a quick melee weapon attack with it. it. It's one of the two axes that it's holding on Valentine. And it will miss as well. So she's able to at least move quickly enough to dodge that attack. So we're back to you, Awen. Um, you just had this attempt on you. It tried to punch you. Missed. You dodged out of the way. So you're in perfect range to hit either suit number one or suit number two. I look over at Valentine and I said, well, it looks like Mr. Doctor, Mr. Frankenstein didn't do too good of a job building these things. Uh, and I look over, I look at my, my quarterstaff and bashing this, this, uh, what is it? A suit of armor mm-hmm. has, has like chipped off some of the wood and it's making me mad. And I put it back. <laughs> and so I pull out the law. I pull out this, my new sword. And I say, Kalabunga! And I slice at the uh, I slice at the the suit of armor's head again, trying to like slice it all off. Okay. And that's gonna be a ten. That that. Wait, is yeah, Bertram you're close? Flanked. Is yeah. Bertram so close? Fuck yes. Yeah. Oh, is it nine? <laughs> so neither do you epic, hit. I love your epic build-ups that then, <laughs> then result in like completely a fail. <laughs> so neither do you hit, and the sword does not erupt into flame. So you still have... So for those who are curious, you know, that this flaming sword that you have, if you figure out its trigger word, its password, key, catchphrase, it will light into flame. But... No, not this time. Keep trying. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Bertram, you're up. Yeah, still having this guy flanked. Uh, I'm wondering if I should try and go to try and break the... Can Is there... Am I able to do some kind of thought check in my mind rapidly as like a... As like a Bonus action to, to see if I recall how to destroy this thing or to power it down. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Why a, don't you do a history, history check? Okay. Yeah. Do a history check for me. And I like the idea of, of considering like using your mind to catalog things as a simple action still. So it doesn't okay, take cool. up your whole turn. Okay, great. Okay. So that was a 17. And yeah, I'm just trying to think as we're fighting is like, and I think I saw... Penny, uh, even though she whiffed on the hit, she did break the glass behind it. And so I was like, oh, yeah, should we just try and destroy this thing first and then have magic as we're fighting these guys? Or should we just stop and focus our, all of our attention on these suits of armor? So, yeah, trying to weigh that decision if it's easy to power down the Pharaoh. Well, with a history check, what I can tell you, because if, you know, That could be a simple wisdom or intelligence, right? But we're looking specifically at you wanted to know about these suits or the pharaoh. I wanted to history uh, will tell you about like something in particular of, for example. Yeah, I I rolled. I rolled a seventeen history regarding the pharaoh because I want to see if it's easy to power. Like, how do I power it down? Because if it's simple, I might just try. If it's a simple swing, I might just do that. With that, you would have remembered from uh, from Frankenstein's book that it is that the weak point is on the top at the very apex, and so that is the point that you would need to attack to crumble the rest of it. Okay. As for choosing whether to fight these, really these animated mecha suits, or the Pharaoh first, that's a judgment call that you would have to make. Yeah, I think I would look to, I would turn to Penny, since she's the small, mm-hmm. the smaller one of us, probably. And I would say, <laughs> I would say, Penny, do you trust me? Loaded question, but p- p- right now, sure. 
Jump to, uh, run over to me, and I'll launch you to the top so you can destroy this pharaoh. <sighs> Penny looks at Pip and the young, the guy coming, and I'm gonna assume they say no. Kate, <laughs> they say no. Yeah, they kind of shake. Right. They, as both, as they right. both. They both. They both like. Well, Pip is a, is an actual mouse, so he's not going to like respond to you in in as intelligent of a way. So he's still looking at you blankly. But the little the little guy is is shaking his head at you. No. Okay. And then Penny gives Bertram a look and goes, "All right." As Penny looks uh-huh. over, I just yell, "Wait! Didn't you see the crackling energy all over the damn pyramid? You're gonna get fried up." Ooh. Um. Let's see what happens. And then she runs at Bertram. Full send. Jeez, and I hit the door with my mallet. Oh shit! I totally forgot about the crackling energy. You, you're doing it though. I okay, feel like we're doing you're it. You're doing it. Oh yeah, shit! Okay. She has a rapier, like she, her hand on her rapier. She runs towards him. It's like a lightning rod. And mm-hmm. yeah, shoot, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He yelled Should that. Should we not out. do this? Yeah, I don't know. No. He yelled it out. You are doing it. I, I want you to carry this through. All right, if we kill off you are, Penny, think sorry, of it this way, you, you, are, you are in the heat I, of battle. Yeah, you sure, are in the heat sure. of battle, and so you wouldn't be talking this through. You would be doing it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I yell like as you're leaping, probably. Shit. Sorry. Right. Sorry, Penny. Yeah, I want to try. <laughs> hey, maybe I'll fail at launching you, but yeah, I'll put my, my hand out uh, as, as like a, a way that you can put your foot, one of your feet into, so that way I can like push you up and, and try and hurl you up to the top. I need, so for, you're both going to have to do a roll for this because it's a two-person job. It's not just one. So for Penny, you can do either athletics or acrobatics to see that you get a good launch off and and put your foot exactly where it needs and you give him the right kind of physical support. Bertram, you can choose athletics or strength because you're throwing her. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll do athletics. Oh, shoot. I was hoping it'd be bad so you wouldn't make it. That was a 17. Oh, but I got a 13, so we're in great shape. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, just closed her eyes. Now, I don't know if that was my delay or if that was a bad call. <laughs> I think it was a delay because I thought the same thing. <laughs> so the first DC for you, Penny, was a 10, so you successfully do that. And the second DC was a 15. You also succeeded in that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with you, Adam, but your roles for Bertram tonight are on fire. Fire. Uh, done. I've had yeah, a good couple okay. days. Okay, so tell me what this looks like. How how would you launch Penny into the air towards the apex of this pyramid? I said, yeah, so I'll put my I'll I'll join I'll lock my fingers of both my hands and make like a foothold uh kind of laying out in front of me. So that way she can run over, step in it, and then I'll, sh- I'll hoist her up. I mean, I'm already almost seven feet tall. It's just three feet taller than me. So if I can just push her up a little bit, she'll hopefully be near the, near the top of it. I mean, if she just stood on my shoulders, she would be at ten feet tall. But I thought throwing her would be cooler. Okay. So, Penny, you are now airborne. And you have your rapier held aloft? Um, I'm, no, I don't. I have my short bow. You have your short bow. I have the short bow, which is made out of wood. Short bow made out of wood. What are <laughs> you planning on doing as you are airborne? So airborne, I reach, as I'm airborne, I reach back for my short bow and I grab it. And I intend to land with a smashing movement onto the top of the pyramid. Okay. Like smash your bow on top of it? Yeah, because it's wood, so oh, okay. it won't transmit electricity. Okay. I assume my short bow is wood. I could be wrong, but my gut is my short bow. Oh, because it's a crossbow. But yeah, it's still wood. I could still just smash it. Okay. Uh, oh, Stop rubbing I, your I, face, Caitlin, like someone's about to die. <laughs> Stop looking anxious. We're yeah. already anxious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, can, you, can you do a, a dexterity check for me, Penny? I want to <sighs> see how accurate you're going to be. For your landing of this oh blow. Oh my god, I have inherited all of his roles. Yes, yes, oh no. so good. I got six. The curse is lifted. 
All right, so you don't land quite at the apex with your blow. You're going to land, somehow you are on <laughs> on this pyramid um, and it it isn't a smooth surface, right? There are things carved into it. There's wiring on it. And so with that, can you make a dexterity saving throw for me to see whether or not you slip and fall down? But you do not land that blow. Oh, God. Crit fail. That's fine. A crit fail? I told you I got all your rolls. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. A one. So tell me how she would fail on this. I want tell to get how once she again. Would die. No. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly. But what would it look like for her to totally boof this move? I, I mean, I really want it to be like when a cat lands, but they can't. And so it's just like everything and slipping down, like just slipping, like with everything trying to grab, but it's not working. And she's just slipping down the side of this thing and just sort of lands at the bottom. Okay. So when you land, you're going to take 1d6 uh, bludgeoning damage. And I want to let you roll that so you can tell me what damage you take. Three. Okay, so you take three damage, and so now you're at the foot of this pyramid, and you are prone. Oh. Yep. Yikes. Yeah, Bertram better be feeling bad. No electric? Hey, I launched you with no, she didn't hit precise the right precision. Oh, okay. Okay. Crusoe is going to see that you fell, and he is going to... He's, he's going to parry... And he's going to run over and pick you up, like pull your hand and pull you back up so that you are no longer prone. So let me see. I'm doing my own mechanic here just to make sure that he successfully parries and doesn't take damage. It's just a gentleman. It's whatever. All right. Cool. So he's able to do that. And so he pulls you back up. Penny, uh, you have an action here. I'm going to give you, you can do a simple action here. You cannot make an attack though. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, Penny is blushing so much. Is it fuchsia? We can't tell. It's been a very stressful f- two minutes for her. Doesn't really look crucial in the eye. Just says thanks. That thank thank you. Okay, you did take damage. So can you do a wisdom check for me? Four. Oh. I truly just got a two, a one, and a three in three rolls in a row. Welcome to my Anchored world, Anchored the baby. gods. Angered the R&D gods. Closing the damn thing and reopening it. <laughs> Crusoe it looks down and then you see his, his eyebrows kind of knit together in confusion. Mm-hmm. And following his line of sight, you see that the fuchsia has spread from your hands up to your elbows. Oh, shoot. Penny Remember, back. Yeah, when, when you are undergoing, undergoing stress, so, it, you know, that kind of started that um, panic attack earlier, um, and you're not taking time to center yourself and ground yourself, and so taking damage is going to further that and any other, mm-hmm. um, any other psychic thing that happens. So here, it's just growing. All right. Edmund Penny. Is, oh, yeah. go ahead, Penny. No, 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 no. I was going to say, Penny just immediately pulls her arms back and tries to turn as quickly, like, away from Crusoe as quickly as possible. Okay. Edmund is going to load another uh, shaft into his, his crossbow, and he's going to aim at the armor on the left-hand side. And that hits. So he's going to do four damage as well. So that suit is going to turn around and try and hit Edmund. And that will hit. That's going to do seven damage. Valentine is up next, and she's going to try and swing and hit the second suit. And that will hit. Awesome. My NPCs are finally making hits, right? What she? What did she swing with? Uh, she is swinging with a short sword. Okay. All right. That's going to do two damage. And so that suit is going to then turn on you, Bertram, and it's going to uh, take a gauntleted fist and holding inside that fist, it's holding an axe and it's going to swing the axe at you. Yikes. 16 versus AC. Uh, yeah. Five damage. 
Okay. Okay, so it's going to swing down and kind of clips you right in the shoulder. Awen, you just saw uh, Bertram get hit in the shoulder by the, the far suit that's away from you. What do you do? I immediately run over and swing my new sword at it. And I say, Kalabunga! And that is a nat 20. Oh, you hit yeah. and you're going to do double damage. Yes, and my damage is 6, so 12 damage. Oh, dang. That's Tell awesome. Tell me what it looks like to describe yeah, it to me. I see Bertram, birdie, birdie boy, get hit up by one of these uh, big old shiny suits. And that enrages me. My homie, my my metal homie, getting hit up by one of these metal foes. I run over. I swing this new sword, and I rip right through. It's so sharp. It's just it's like a tin can. It's like it's a little tin can all the way through its its midsection, and the wires are just like popping and sizzling, and it's great. <laughs> the carnage. It is beautiful. All right, wonderful. Huzzah, Awen. All right, Bertram, your buddy just avenged that nick in your shoulder and downed this suit in front of you, and so you have one suit left, and you have the pharaoh as well. Yeah, is there anyone over nearby the second suit on the right? Is Valentine's nearby, right? Because she swung at it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to go over and flank the second one then and uh, take my quarterstaff on it as well. That is 19 to hit. Yep, that hits. And that's 22 to hit. Okay, cool. Yeah. My rolls are pretty good today. I say as I roll a two for damage. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do, pig. Crusoe is going to shoot an arrow. Hopefully, just finishing it off. Oh, can I I say on my turn, um, am I... Are we noticing Penelope change or not? Are we so caught up with battle Mm-mm. that we're not, we're not noticing? I would say, unless you were actively looking for it, you wouldn't okay. notice this. Okay, no. cool. Mm-mm. No. Crusoe, yeah. He, he, even though he noticed the, the fuchsia color kind of crawling up your arms, he's not going to make too much of it. And he's just going to say, you want to try again? And he, and he kind of gestures up at the, the top of the pharaoh. Um, Penny, arms behind her back, smiles and says, you read my mind. That is exactly what I wanted to do. So is he going to pop me up again or can I just climb it? You can climb it. Um, but yeah, he, but is he, he offering to help? No, he's already turned around and he's going to start climbing. And so Whoa. he's going to, yeah, he's going to use. So part of it. So he's just kind of looks over his shoulder. He's like, come on. And so he's going to start climbing up. Great. Uh, Penny, you are immediately after him. Uh, so he, he's going to start climbing up and he's going to use a simple action of pulling out just this dagger-like mechanism from uh, along his back. So it's like he had a holster along his back, maybe a little bit of yippee-ki-yay, <laughs> but not exactly taped back there. A uh, little diehard reference, but he does uh, just, and so he is readying it, and so he's a little unsteady, and so it's making it clear, like, you will need enough force with both of you pushing it in. Okay. Got it. I follow him. Do I need to roll anything? Because I'm there, ready to Okay. So between the two of you, of you, yeah, you and I are going to each roll, like, an attack, a simple attack, so a d20, and then add your... Uh, Oh my gosh, what is it, the specialty? I'm not looking at the sheet right now. Proficiency? Thank you. So you're going to roll a simple attack, d20, and then add your proficiency modifier. And so we're each going to roll that. And so the two of us need to reach above a certain threshold to correctly push it into the correct joint and do that. Okay, so I'm going to do the same thing. We're, I looking mean, at it's a, a, we're looking at a DC of 15. All right, well, I mean, I rolled an 8, so it's 10. <laughs> And I rolled a 12. Okay, so the two of, like, the two of you, you, you and Crusoe push it in, but it, it misses and it like just glances off the side um, and, and does not go into the correct slot. Is my turn done then, or do I have more I can do? You can do a simple action. Simple action? I want to pull out my lock pick from, or my crowbar, my crowbar from my thieves kit, and then try to 
pry a part of this off. Try to just basically get inside of it so it's going to be more vulnerable. Great. Okay. Um, will you accept his help on this? Of course. Okay. So once again, we're going to roll a d20 and add our proficiency modifier. DC 15. I rolled a 13, so it's 15. Okay. And he rolled a 20. Unnatural 20. Uh, so the two of you finally are able to take this and you find that right joint in the middle and pulling down, you see the top of it pop off. So as it does, this, I would say this force of energy just blows off and it pushes the two of you off. And so I need you to do a constitution saving throw for me and a dexterity saving throw. One of them will be for the electric damage that you can take from this. And the other one, we'll see, see if you land safely. Mm-hmm. All right. Constitution. I rolled an 18 for constitution. Nice. Uh, and that's with my, yeah, plus one. Yeah. And then for dexterity, 11. So you're going to not land safely, but you're going to take half damage for the electricity. Whereas he failed on both. So let me roll the damage. Oh my God, Penny, go to him. (laughs) I am with him. So he's going to take 18. He's going to take 18 lightning lightning damage. You're going to take nine. Dang. I I only had 12. So, right? Because my hit points, I was at 15 and I already got three damage. So now that's, I have three left. Dang. But am I doing that math correctly? Yeah, you're, okay, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Great. I have three hit points left. Yikes. You land safely, though. Okay, so you're not going to take any falling damage. He, however, is going to take three more, but he's still, he's still awake. So he, ha- he had more HP than you. <laughs> Don't they <Okay>. all? <laughs> all right. So you, you notice that as you opened it, it is now in a um, fragile position. And so it's only going to take a little bit more. So it's like teetering and you see it just like unsteady. The electricity and the wiring in it is shaking and trembling, um, but it is definitely not looking too good. Okay, so suit number two is still in working order. And so it is going to make a swipe at you, Awen. Okay. 15 versus AC. That hits. All right. So it's going to swipe you with the axe for nine damage. Woo! Big boy. All right. Valentine is going to then take her short sword and going to try and take a note out of your book, Awen, and going to try to behead it. 18 hits. And so as she swings just with this, like, just guttural roar, she swipes across and beheads it, and the the suit falls in a heap. Yes. Okay. Awen, you're up. So you guys are now out of initiative, um, but I'm going to give you, since you were just right immediately after that, and this would be immediately following the falling of this mecha suit, you see in front of you this towering infrastructure, 10 feet high. The top has now been lobbed off. Its weakness laid bare for all. It's electricity, it's power is highly unstable. What do you do? I look at it. I see that it's, it's teetering. It's right on the edge. I reach into my back sheath. I pull a dagger and I throw it right at the, right at the tip of that, uh, of that top cap. And trying not to hit it with the tip of my blade, but instead with the, with the brunt end, the, like the butt end of it, so that it really just smacks into it. And that's a 14 for a ranged attack. At its impact, the pyramid shatters to pieces on the floor. And a breath of silence follows. But then you hear the sound of metal and glass scattering. And only just that, for just as you catch your breaths and look around you to make sure everybody's okay... The far-off sound of metal clanking and straining reaches your ears. 
You only have time to register that the pulse of magic in your veins is no longer muffled as it once again beats in tune with your hearts. Because in the same moment, a cacophony of explosions, shrieks, and a howling of wind echo from the direction of the cells. Magic is back, and the prisoners are out for blood. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Modes of thought in Interran literature. Second year classics, Harvard University. Seven years ago, a Chinese military sub accidentally went down in the Pacific Ocean. Turns out, the sub fell smack in front of a gigantic three-sided pyramid in the ruins of what we now call Dark City. This Interran lit class. Seems like there's a lot of debate about it. Legally, I cannot stop you from teaching this class, but I strongly advise that what? you... You know what? If you want to tank your reputation, that's on you. You don't believe a word I say about Interra, right? You're right. I do not believe Interra exists. I need to know. Is it real? You came all the way to China to find out? Okay, everyone, get out right now. Now, Raquel, what the hell are you doing? I'm gonna cut my hand, and you're all gonna feel it. Ow! See? I told you. Modes of Thought in Interran Literature. An audio drama. Produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.